traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media, it's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Yes, welcome to The Geek Show on this Halloween weekend. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara, on this lovely holiday weekend. I love Halloween mainly because of a a thing that I know everybody hates me for, and that is because after Halloween is the beginning of my season, my season being winter. We already had snow, but I love the snow. I love the cold. I love everything about it, so I'm super excited for this to happen. Halloween is great. I'm not a big horror movie fan. I know there are a lot of people out there who love it, and I have total respect for you. I am just terribly easy when it comes to scaring me jump scares especially oh man there's been some that i just i mean even in some kid movies there are jump scares and just uh spooks me out all the time but uh as i said this is the geek show if this is your first time here welcome it's a show where we take a break from all the politics and screaming i know we're just a couple days away from the election and huh i don't know about you i'm ready for it to be over with just all the yelling and screaming and all of that but we'll talk about some fun things video games movies tv shows a little bit of everything and this is how the show is broken down we start off with some news of the week uh, i got some interesting news in the world of amazon uh politics versus social media ended up well pretty much as what you would expect from a, a bunch of old people at the dc court not the courthouse the dc senate uh, house uh talking to the heads of big tech it was a mess. It was dumb. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Then we take a break and we come back. We talk about movie news of the week. An interesting concept is happening. A news network is doing a show dedicated on Saturday mornings for news for children. I'm very curious to see how that one works, but who knows? Maybe it will. Then after that, we take a break for news. And when we get back, we talk about Corey's Tech Corner, the latest and greatest in the technological world. A bunch of different technology stories, including one, a really cool invention that I never thought of before that will be powered via your shower. I'm not joking, and it's not adult. It, it is really, really interesting. So stick around for that. And then, of course, we end the show with the top five list of the week. I got, let's see, two trailers and three viral videos, one kind of Halloween-ish. So with that, let's get straight into the news of the week, and let's start off with Amazon. Amazon has released a statement out this week that's been causing a lot of controversy. And as personally, as a guy who buys this stuff on Amazon, I'm a little concerned. So, you know, on Amazon, they have Amazon Prime and whatnot, but you can buy digital things. You can buy digital things like music and whatnot, but I personally use it all the time for movies. I buy all of my movies there, and I have an entire library collection of it. Well, Amazon came out this week after some discussions been going around, and they said, hey, look, when you click the buy button, you don't actually own that movie. 
we're just giving you a license to have that movie. But when that license is up, we will remove your purchase from your library. So if I buy a Disney show like uh, The Avengers, let's say I buy The Avengers, I, I watch it here and there every once in a while, and let's say three or four years down the line, Disney is like, okay, Amazon, uh, your license to sell this movie is up because we want to have it like on Disney Plus or something. Uh, you can no longer have it, so thank you, and they pull it back. When they do that, Amazon has the right, apparently, it's in the terms and services, that you, too, will lose the rights to that movie. So if you go to Amazon and go to their digital movie section, you'll see there are rentals where you can rent movies, and then you can buy movies. And it even clearly states buy, but Amazon's saying, well, you don't actually own it. You're just getting the license. So uh, I think a big fight might come out of this, especially because Amazon could use it in a way because they're so big to hurt smaller film companies to support their stuff. And it's just a mess. And it, it goes to the fact that I learned this back in marketing class that uh, you have to be very specific with the words you use. And if you say one thing and it means another that's usually something bad that you get fined for. So I'll be curious if Amazon's going to change the word buy into something else, but it's kind of a mess. Uh, next up in the world of, oh, okay, let's just quickly go over this one. So uh, the Senate this week had a big thing where they brought in the three heads of uh, big tech companies, and if you were on the left, you were yelling at them for uh, supporting uh, conspiracy theories and promoting that. And if you're on the right, you're saying, hey, you're being biased against me. You're blocking my stuff, yada, yada, yada. Both sides, uh, it, it, what really annoyed me, and I learned this after several years of working here and covering news, is that uh, that whole thing was pointless. It was just an excuse for different politicians to get sound bites to play on TV, and nothing really came out of it. Uh, we, they should be talking about Section 230. They keep throwing that around, but they don't fully say what they plan to do with it. They should have asked the companies, what does your uh, social media platform look like if Section 230 is repealed? And it, it was just a mess. And to me, especially with Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, he might be a great guy, but he comes off as a robot and when he, you look like a robot you look like a jerk and that you know everything and are smarter than everyone else and well just watching him it, it just felt like he was in the back of his mind saying huh another round with these old fogies asking me really weird and dumb questions that in all honesty help nothing except themselves so it was a mess uh they said they're going to do it again i hope they do because they really do need to talk to these tech companies they should talk about our privacy. They should talk about their rules and guidelines for what they will block online and whatnot. It was just a, a show because of the election season. And they wanted some sound bites. And you know what? Several of them got them. So that was the purpose. And they got it. Next up in the world of Microsoft, Microsoft is on December 31st going to be releasing an update for computers. And it will be removing Flash Player from all computers. Thus, the final nail in the coffin that it was Flash Player. A very popular thing that happened back in the early 2000s uh, to help with videos and games online. Not a big surprise. Most places and most computers don't even use that anymore. More. Not that big of a deal. Uh, also, Microsoft is doing something weird. So if you don't know, Microsoft has a new Internet uh, website package, and it's called Microsoft Edge. And it is designed to replace Microsoft Internet Explorer. Well, 
next month they're going to release an update and 1,100 websites on Internet Explorer will no longer work and will instead direct you over to Microsoft Edge. This is their way to say, hey, we're getting rid of Microsoft Internet Explorer very soon, so you want to switch over here so that you are safe, you don't have to worry about hacks and all of that, and because we won't support it anymore. Well, in a very weird move, uh, the 1,100 websites, if you try to get to it on the Internet Explorer package, uh, it will directly send you over to Microsoft Edge. These are both free, by the way. And then, uh, yeah, then you can you, do the programs over there. My only concern with this is that... Uh, there are several businesses that I know that still use Internet Explorer and they don't update super often. And uh, if all of a sudden they're cut off some from tons of websites, will they finally update and move over? I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye. Uh, not too surprising because Microsoft is like, look, we don't want to be held liable if people are hacked or if there's uh, like bad ways to get into other people's computer using Internet Explorer. We want you all over here on Microsoft Edge using our software. Uh, next up in the world of video games, uh, Sony's Jim Ryan said that it's crucial to keep serving PlayStation 4 owners for the years to come. Sony announced that they will keep making PlayStation 4 games well into the year 2022. I think that's awesome. I know that uh, prices are expensive for new video game consoles, and some people, especially kids, can save up and buy, and maybe they bought a PlayStation 4 uh, with their own money, and you know, all of a sudden they're going to be like, well, wait, we don't have access to any new games. No, thankfully Sony stepped up and said, hey, we'll still be making games. Games will be released on PlayStation 4. You don't have to worry about it. And in fact, most of the games they release on PlayStation 4, you can upgrade for free on the PlayStation 5 when you get one. So I think that's pretty cool. Sidebar, I still have not secured my dang PlayStation. I've been looking everywhere, waiting in virtual lines for a long time, and uh, still no luck. I'm hoping when it releases on November 12th, I'll be able to get my hands on one. Uh, next up with PlayStation 5, this one is just an insane stat. As many pre-orders for the PlayStation 5 made in the 12 hours were the same as the PlayStation 4 pre-orders in 12 weeks in the United States. So the amount of pre-orders that happened in 12 hours equals 12 weeks from the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5. That's insane. PlayStation 5 is selling like hotcakes. Uh, without, I mean, I personally have been trying, and I'm usually really good at getting these things. And they sold out instantly. I've never seen things sell out, like, literally instantly. And uh, that's pretty crazy. I think uh, PlayStation 5 is on a roll to do some really good, uh, an initial launch, because that's how it is. There's a video game console war. I know some people still fight over it. It's silly, but uh, video game companies want to be number one. And if PlayStation 5 can sell out more than the Xbox, I think they'll be happy. And I know a lot of PlayStation people will be happy. Uh, Facebook is quietly rolling out uh, game streaming on its apps and on its uh Facebook page on the website. If you just log in, you'll be able to stream some free-to-play games. They want to focus on free-to-play games uh, because that is what most users who play video games on Facebook use it for. Uh, not a big surprise. What's interesting, though, is that uh, they will not be releasing this feature to Apple users. If you are a Google or Android phone, 
you will be able to do it, but not on iOS because they said, well, our iOS path is uncertain. One thing is clear. Apple treats games differently and continues to exert control over the very precious resource. So this just continues on with the, uh, the epic game Fortnite is fighting with Amazon and in his court right now because they're saying that Apple is not treating them or anyone fair on the platform. We'll see how that will affect other social media apps and other games on the iOS uh, devices as we go on. And finally, KFC, they're bringing it back. Thank you. I didn't know this was here last year. Otherwise, they would have bought one. KFC is bringing back the uh, 11 herbs and spices fire log that you can have burning during the Christmas season. Uh, the best part, it's on sale for $15 down from $20. Uh, you'll be able to get three hours of uh, nice KFC smells in your house. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think if you like KFC, that'd be great, but otherwise not. Fun little fact, uh, did you know that uh, Japan, it is a tradition, and it's been a tradition for a very long time, that uh, Christmas Eve, or no, Christmas Day dinner is KFC. I mean, they have sign-up sheets sometimes months before Christmas to make sure that you can secure it. It was a marketing campaign that happened a long time ago, and since then they have associated KFC with Christmas. Kind of cool. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to... Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. On this Halloween weekend, and we're going to talk about some movie news. And obviously, with it being Halloween, you got to watch something spooky and scary, right? I think I'm going to attempt to watch uh, the Saw series again. I really love the Saw series. Just really bloody, over the top. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I really like the twist endings that they all have. In fact, I don't think I've seen the latest Saw movie. It was one a couple years ago. Maybe I'll, I'll watch that one. But I know if people like horror movies uh, or shows, uh, Netflix has one that everyone's been talking about called The Haunting of Bly Manor. Apparently, it's a sequel from another show on Netflix. I haven't seen it personally because I'm not a big fan of horror shows. I get scared too easily. But... um What's really cool about it is not only is it scary, I mean, there's tons of viral videos going around because apparently there's one jump scare that gets everybody and they're recording people who don't know and it's supposed to be really funny. It looks, looks hilarious when they fall for it. But uh, apparently this show is like a Where's Waldo of ghosts in it in that there are a lot of hidden ghosts throughout the show and it's cool to look in the background and see what's happening. So if that's something up your alley, you might want to look into that series. Uh, last weekend, though, I watched the new Borat movie, Borat 2, and uh, I had a very, very weird reaction to it. It was hilarious at first, and I should say, walking into it, I love the first Borat. I love Sasha Baron Cohen. I think he does some really interesting, weird, and bizarre things. But Borat 2 is different because it starts out hilarious, and then reality hits you, and it's like, wait. This would be a lot more funny if it wasn't happening to all of us. And that is while filming Borat 2, the pandemic happens. So he has to deal with that in the film. And then on top of it, the election season. And you see some really negative stuff about the world we're in right now. And it, I know what he's trying to do, but at the, it, it was just uncomfortable at some point. And not as funny, just because when you step back and look, you're like, oh, this really is kind of the world we're in. Uh, but Borat, really funny film. The Giuliani scene, without a doubt. 
I I'm not here to judge, but that was that was bad, 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 bad. Uh, but also on the weekend, I saw the trial of the Chicago Seven, which is on Netflix. Let me tell you, this movie is phenomenal. If you like anything about history, definitely worth your time. If you like anything about Chicago history, definitely, definitely worth your time. What a fascinating story that I knew nothing about. Really well done. It was directed and written. I know written for sure. Maybe directed to by Aaron Sorkin, who makes I'm a little biased because he makes my favorite TV show of all time, which is The West Wing. And yeah, really, really good things. Uh, Ronald Dahl's The Witches. It is a show that the original actually that's a good Halloween movie. Now that I'm thinking about it. That is a show of uh, the original movie I adored. And then I started watching the new one and I agree with the critics. It was terrible, so I don't recommend that one. That one's on HBO Max. I highly recommend you check out the original. It's good. It's creepy. Even now, it's still creepy because of the use of puppetry in it. Ugh. Puppets in general just scare me. I don't want to watch any horror movies that involve puppets. Uh, some interesting news in the world of... Uh, Theaters, I say interesting, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's really not that interesting. It's kind of sad. Uh, IMAX earnings have sunk significantly during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, they lost about 56.9% of their revenue, and they're worried. Uh, I think we're all worried right now, especially because uh, places, I think I have the story, yeah, right here, uh, because Germany is now starting to shut down theaters in November as part of their second lockdown. I know a lot of other European places are too. And my only worry with the coronavirus, and we're all entitled to our opinions, but this is how I feel, is that watching how it first happened, all the bad stuff happened in Europe, it eventually came over here. So I'm just worried that we're going to go into another, I'm, I mean, I'm not hoping for it. I, we don't need that at all, but I'm worried that, uh, we're going to get hit with another wave hard and that this is just more of the beginning of the end for movie theaters. I really hope it's not. I, I talk all the time on the geek show how I love digital purchases and buying stuff and watching it at home, but I want everyone to know that I support uh, movie theaters because of what they are. First, they employ a bunch of people and it'd be terrible if they uh, were out of business. But on top of it is I got into movies. I fell in love with the geek world because of movie theaters. There's nothing better than being a kid, a young kid walking into this theater with a screen that is a hundred times your size and just being taken away to another world. And we all need that. That's what the purpose of a movie theater is. It's an experience. And just, uh, I, I really, really worry that it's just going to get a, a little worse here. Hopefully that won't happen. Or maybe we can figure out a way to help at least locally the theaters because uh, it's it's not good. It's not good at all for the movie industry right now. Uh, interesting news. Then we'll take a break. Uh, Lester Holt announced that he is going to bring uh, a kids nightly news style news program on NBC's Saturday morning TV. So he is testing this out where he is going to be an anchor for a kids edition of the NBC Evening News. It'll be on Saturday mornings, and uh, I'll be very curious to see how it works. Because, look, kids are getting smart, especially with technology and the access to information they have. I think it'd be great to have a place and start teaching uh, kids where to find good information, how to tell good information from bad information. And I think this will be a very, very interesting experiment, and hopefully it'll work in the long run. And we are 
are out of time. So we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to go over Corey's Tech Corner. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment I like to call Corey's Tech Quarter, where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world. And sadly, as always, we start off with the hacks of the week, and this has to be one of the bigger ones. Uh, President Trump's campaign website was hacked on t- Tuesday afternoon in an apparent cryptocurrency scam. We've talked about that type of scam before. It's basically where, like if you're a hospital, uh, a company will hack you and lock you out from access any information from your servers and they'll say if you pay us a hundred thousand dollars or more or whatever it is we'll unlock it for you and a lot of people pay it on the down low but the problem is is that when you pay for it they know that they can do it again at any time so it's this endless cycle but it looks like it hit the campaign website the site was seized according to a fake fbi notice that was plastered on the website before claiming without proof that they had gained access to trump's private communications containing evidence of wrongdoing then two cryptocurrency wallet addresses were then listed asking visitors to send funds effectively vote on whether these documents should be released or not. According to the Trump campaign communication director, Tim Murtog, uh, he confirmed that there was a hack. He said there was no exposure to sensitive data because none of it was actually stored on the site. Thank goodness, because obviously Trump is the king when it comes to social media and having a campaign online. And if he stored all of that information from all of those people who signed up, that would have been terrible. He's uh, the communications director went on to say that they are working with law enforcement authorities to investigate the source of the attack. Yeah, I would not want to be on the other end of hacking the president of the United States campaign website. I hope the law goes after them uh, in full. What will be very interesting to see on is uh, the outcome of this in that was this a attack from inside the United States trying to make money off of people or was this an outside country trying to influence things and just trying to just cause general panic overall we don't know yet but i will keep an eye on that story but very very interesting i actually went to the website while it was still hacked because i caught it early enough they were able to fix it pretty easily i am curious they haven't announced it yet but uh i'd be very curious to see if anyone actually paid money into there i would hope 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 that people don't do that but in this day and age and the internet and the elections being what they are you never know Next up, Zoom. Okay, so usually at the end of the year, I always do a, uh, like four different top five lists, and it's the stupidest things of 2020. Well, this year will be 2020. And, uh, I, this would be on there because if I have a pros and cons of companies in COVID, not that I'm saying that COVID should be a pro and con thing, but I mean, the pros and the negatives of what companies did during COVID, I would say Zoom is on the negative hard. So Zoom finally announced this week that they are uh, having an end-to-end encryption service uh, will be available for free and for paid users to secure their meetings so that only participants, not Zoom members or anyone else, can access their content. Zoom says that the uh, E2EE, end-to-end encryption, is supported across its Mac, iOS, uh, PC, and Android apps, as well as Zoom Rooms, but it's not available for the web client. So if you go to the website, zoom.com, and then do a meeting that way, 
you will not be able to get the encryption. It's only available on the apps. But what's funny to me, well, not funny, but more like, well, about stinking time. I don't know much about what goes behind the scenes to create this type of stuff, but Zoom was uh, given a golden opportunity when COVID happened. And I don't mean that in a negative way because COVID is horrible. People are dying. It is a terrible, terrible thing. But this company was given a golden opportunity because all of a sudden everybody wanted to switch to virtual meetings and they stepped up and it started working and then it fell apart completely. So it just makes you wonder if they're going to be able to catch up. I know a lot of people have moved over since to Google and Google's had a lot of good uh, talks and a lot of good reactions and response to all of this. But Zoom fell hard by not implementing this stuff early and kind of showing that it was in a very, very bad place. So I'm curious to see, uh, you know, after this year, we'll see all the stats of how companies did and whatnot. But I'm very curious to see the numbers of Zoom and how we started during the pandemic, during the pandemic, and where we are now. Because I personally, we still do virtual meetings at work. I think most people still do. Uh, and yeah, we've moved away from Zoom. I don't know a lot of people who have used Zoom anymore. So I'll be curious to see... Uh, how that affected them in the long run. Next up comes a very interesting uh, Kickstarter that is coming out. You can pre-order now for $50. Apparently, it's going to be all the orders will be taken in on November 15th, and you'll be able to get the product in December. But this is a new form of a Bluetooth speaker for your shower. And normally, I wouldn't talk about Bluetooth speakers for your shower because that's boring. But this one's fascinating. The main difference compared to other um, different types of uh speakers is that the device comes into two pieces there's an attachment for your shower head that intercepts your water flow to power the hydroelectric generator and attachable bluetooth speaker so it will use the power of your water from taking a shower to power the device and that to me is stinking cool when the speaker is attached and fl water is flowing the battery should offer 80 hours of playback at max volume detached or with the water turned off that number shrinks to around 17 no sadly you are not able to power the device forever using water because of how much power the battery takes but the fact that just using water can take your experience from 17 hours to 80 hours is insane and super super cool and finally this one i just had to bring up because it's old technology and new technology harley davison we talked about this a year ago they talked about they're getting into the electric bike division in their with their company they announced and showed off uh, their new electric bike that will go on sale in march of 2021 and it is called the serial one cycle First and foremost, this is a nostalgia play. The name Serial One is a reference to the Serial Number One, the nickname for Harley-Davidson's oldest known motorcycle built in 1903. The bike's design with its white tires, leather saddle, and hand grips, and sleek black frame are meant to harken back to the first prototype. This thing looks stinking cool. If a motorcycle company can make electric bikes look cool, keep making them Harley-Davidson. Uh, especially in this world of COVID that we're in, uh, those bicycles are selling like hotcakes. So, super cool. I definitely recommend you look it up online because it is a beauty to look at. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to go over the top five list of the week, the five most important pieces of audio that you should be aware of. I have, let's see, a viral video, 
No, three viral videos and two trailers. I almost got the reverse there. So stick around for that. We'll be right back after this. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay. Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, it's The Geek Show. Welcome back. But I'm sorry to say it's the last segment of the show where we go over the top five list of the week. It's the five most important pieces of audio that I found this week that I think you should be aware of. And, okay, to be fully honest, I might have dipped a little bit into last weekend because there was a viral video that came out over the weekend. That was one of the funniest things I've seen in a very long time. So, let's get straight into it with... Number five. Number five goes to a viral video that I think we all can agree, no matter what side you're on politically, is just funny. Well, the great minds at Bad Lip Reading, which is a famous YouTube channel, decided to take the debate of Trump versus Biden and do a whole entire, it's like 11 minutes long, bad lip reading. It is hilarious. I'll just play a little bit of this. This is Debate Night 2020, a bad lip reading of the first presidential debate. We live right now? Yep. Such fun. Now, the first question is, where should I put it? In the trunk. I'd stick it in the lasagna. Well, okay. Joe, you like my hemp puppet binky? Joe doesn't know how to do this kind of stuff, does he? <sighs> is this something that you have to do right now? Doop. Will someone answer the phone? The phone? Get the phone? What? There's no phone that's ringing. Yeah, so that was Debate Night 2020 by Bad Lip Reading, which does some of the funniest videos. Now, you might be saying, well, Corey, that sounds really weird. Well, the audio doesn't do it justice. You have to watch the video because it adds these words in front of what they're actually saying at a debate. And it seriously looks like they're saying the crazy things that they say. My only critique is at 11 minutes, it gets kind of a little slow towards the end, but classic bad lip reading hilarious and i'm really glad they were able to get one of these out before election day number four number four number four goes to just a hilarious viral video that i saw this week that i thought was adorable and hilarious and whenever i have kids i will totally be doing this to them so to set it up a father is down in his basement and he goes, uh, his daughters are currently in their upstairs uh, house and they are playing with a uh, Ouija board. And this is what he does. Take a guess if you can figure out what he's exactly doing. Yeah, so if you couldn't guess, he's flipping off the light at the main breaker and scaring his kids while they are using the, the Ouija board. I think that is absolutely awesome. It just reminds me of the, uh, there was always our, I guess, we had the Ouija board, at least I did growing up, but it wasn't that big of a thing. It was all about Bloody Mary. It was if you go into the bathroom, close the door, and turn on the water. Was it turn on the water, or you turn it on after? But you spin around a couple times, and you say, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, and then apparently the ghost of Bloody Mary will be behind you, and if you turn on the water, it will turn red with blood. Obviously, that never happened, and I think it would be really hard to try to prank your kids with that. But this dad did it the great way. I love dads playing tricks on their kids, and I very much look forward to doing that to my kids one day. Number three. 
Number three. Number three goes to a trailer that I think a lot of people are excited for. I have to be honest. I have zero interest in it at all. But obviously it's going to make a huge impact because everybody loves it. This is the uh, reboot of Saved by the Bell. Yo, Mama. Sorry, Dr. Mama. How do you think this year's going to go for these new students? I'm psyched. You're excited for the first day of school? Why is everybody so rich? Are you ready for my party Saturday night? I got DJ Khaled's baby to make you a playlist. It's okay. Time out. What is up with these kids? In attendance will be the governor of California. Max, Dad? You look amazing. Your hair's fire. My dad's also coming. About your dad, Spencer. I just care about Zach and Kelly. Yeah, so that was the trailer for the new reboot of Saved by the Bell. It's coming to the worst streaming service name of all time called Peacock by NBC. And I have to be honest, I know a lot of people just love and freak out about Saved by the Bell. I was never a fan of Saved by the Bell, like at all. And I have no interest in seeing these new. Uh, fresh faces at the school and uh just me personally maybe i'm just super cynical uh this week but uh i'm starting to really get tired of reboots and rehashes and bringing back old characters i know it's fun and everything but are we ever going to hit that point because in all honesty if you take out the characters from saved by the bell it doesn't look like that interesting of a show it looks like your generic type thing so i don't know maybe it's the trailer that was set up poorly but that is Saved by the Bell. It is coming out on November 25th to the streaming service Peacock, which I believe that service you can watch for free with commercials. Or if you're a subscriber through your cable service, you'll be able to watch commercial free. Number two. Number two. Number two goes to a very fascinating trailer that I'm still... Uh, I think it's going to be good. I hope it's going to be good. This is a new George Clooney film. This is called The Midnight Sky. Come in, Ether. This is Barbo Observatory. Are you receiving this? Is anyone out there? This is Ether. Does any one copy? We're not receiving anything. That puts our last contact with Mission Control at... Three weeks. Why is it so quiet? That's either. It's a spaceship that we hoped would be our future. I have to warn them about the conditions on Earth. I don't know all the details. It started with a mistake. There is an antenna that's stronger than ours. We get to that antenna, they'll hear us. Yes, yeah, so everything about this, the setup and everything, looks really good and really interesting. And I think it has potential to be great. I only hesitate because I always say, whenever I say a movie's going to do good, it always turns out bad. And whenever I say a movie's going to be bad, it always turns out good. So I'm too scared to say that this is going to be a good movie. But I think it might be. It's coming out to Netflix. It's called The Midnight Sky, in which George Clooney is a scientist living on the Earth, and I think up in Antarctica, and it's a post-apocalyptic tale where he has to go out and get to a satellite as fast as he can before a space shuttle carrying humans that left Earth 
uh, to warn them, do not come back to Earth. It has been destroyed. You should not do that. So it looks really, really good. You got George Clooney in there, which without a doubt just takes it to another level. I don't think it's a mistake that it's coming out on December 23rd on Amazon, which just happens to be prime time for Emmy season. And obviously, uh, with the world of COVID, Emmy season is going to be very, very different. But this might be a chance for different smaller movies like this to do well. It looks really good. I highly recommend you look up the trailer. That is The Midnight Sky coming to Netflix on December 23rd. Here's number one. Number one. Okay, I had to do this for number one. You might have heard this already this week, but I I just want to point out that I found it before everyone else found it. (laughs) I always try to, uh, I work with Greg Batten in the morning on the morning on the Greg and Dan show, and I always try to find something before it gets big, and I always send it to Greg before it blows up in the social media world. And this is one I saw, and then it blew up, and I'm like, yes, thank you. This is Tenacious D, which is uh, a band by Jack Black, and I can't remember his partner's name on that uh, band, but they are a band, and in honor of Halloween, they decided, along with a few friends of theirs, to do the song Time Warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Is really, really good, so take a listen to this. It's just a jump to the left. It's just a jump to the left. It's just a jump to the left. Put your hands on your hips. Put your hands on your hips. Put your hands on your hips. Yeah, that was super awesome. If you're a fan of the cult classic film, uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, it's definitely something you want to check out. And I'm personally not a heavy metal guy, which is what Tenacious D and Jack Black do, but I really like the rendition of this. And what's really cool is the parts where people are speaking. It's a bunch of famous people, and Elizabeth Warren, of all people, popped up in it. I think even Pete Buttigieg popped up in there. So I thought it was hilarious, super, super cool. Obviously, for Halloween, I know a lot of people will be watching that, especially with COVID. They all want to stay home. There's lots of services now where you can watch watch films online in a group together super super cool that is time warp you can watch that on youtube just look up jack black's channel and it's right there super super cool yes and with that you guys that is it that is the geek show for the week i hope you all have a fantastic weekend as always go out do something good do something great and also have a great halloween happy halloween from the geek show i hope you watch some really spooky shows tonight something that will scare you you gotta have a really good jump scare I know there's a great series on Netflix, uh, The Haunting of Emily Hill. Uh, I know I butchered that name, but uh, that one's out there, and there's tons of options. So watch something a little spooky, have a little fun. And remember, as always, I try to end on a good note uh, on The Geek Show. Uh, Do something good, do something great, but also remember that you're never alone out there, especially in the geek community. It can feel uh, lonesome because you like comic books while other people like other things. You're never alone on The Geek Show. If you're ever feeling down or sad, there are professionals out there or just want to chat for a little bit. You can always reach out to me, Corey, period, Wara, at MWCRadio.com. I'll be more than happy to chat with you anytime. Have a safe and happy Halloween, and I will see you all next week. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3.